Are you listening to this episode on Himalaya? If you are, congratulations, because you're already using the best new podcast app out there. If you're not, you're missing out. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya is designed with you in mind and has tons of cool features like curated, shareable playlists and collections made just for you, along with personalized recommendations to help with content discovery. And the best part is, it's super easy to use. It's definitely my favorite listening app, and I'm sure it'll be yours too. So do yourself a favor, download Himalaya today, and be sure to follow Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries once you're there. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 189 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries. And I'm guessing, I believe, to the best of my knowledge, this is uh, four years as of around this time in June that uh, our podcast has existed. We start- Wow. Yeah, we started in... God, I'm scrolling through our fucking SoundCloud hoping I can get a reading on when we first started. Although it well, won't be accurate. Yeah, because we deleted, like... Um... Yeah. Fuck. Oh, well. Maybe someone out there knows. I know it was... In, <laughs> I know it was some... I, I want to say it was June 4th of 2016. Um, Maybe. And and didn't... Did, uh, YouTube got rid of their message... Their message service that they used to have, where you, you the, the first message that Mike ever sent me about doing the mm-hmm. podcast was on. So yeah. That, no, no way to pull up that for historical significance um, um do i still have these videos privated let me see what videos because because i made a i i might have like privated i'm trying to see like do i have any of them private no one wants to hear about your privates right now mike this is not <laughs> this is not no no i deleted i deleted the uh the original uh youtube uh podcast fantastic so there is no record whatsoever of when we actually <laughs> first started <laughs> Uh, I think it was sometime in June 2016. I don't think me and Mike are the most sentimental people in the no, world. No, no. I did get something on Facebook. It was a memory thing from, like, uh, the photo. Like, remember that photo you did, like, with us and, like, uncovering Unsolved Mysteries? God, there's just so there's do... just no way to talk about this without us sounding like a gay couple. Yeah, I know. That photo uh, of I know. us together. Oh my god, Mike, four years. <laughs> it's just been so special. <laughs> you mean so much to me, Mike. Mike, I, it's so weird, man, like my relationship with you. It's like, I know so uh-huh. much about you. I talk to you every week, typically. You've been uh-huh. one of the most consistent people in my life, aside from like my parents. Uh-huh. Um and I've never met you in person. Um, and I don't know. It's just a very unique relationship doing like... Uh, well, I mean, if this stupid COVID uh, thing didn't happen, uh, would have uh, surprised you. Uh, wanted, I think you were, I think where I was planning on going on a road trip with one of uh, the group members who lives in Washington to go see you play. And I think it was in Iowa or something. Or yeah, or Des Moines. Like that. Des Moines. Yeah. Yeah. How so, far away is Des Moines from you? I don't think it's that bad. Um, I I think it's still pretty. F- it's it's not close, but yeah. it's not like going all the way to Florida. Right. Me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ned, four four years of, yeah. of mediocrity. 
<laughs> I think we peaked around like uh, the early uh, or, or like uh, the, the later double digit numbers, like the 60s and 70s, 80s, maybe the first uh, episode 100. No, I think we still had some good, good, uh, good uh, products and some good stuff after that point. Yeah, there were some choice ones here and there. Um, our listener base has been pretty consistent this whole time. And we uh, definitely appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. Definitely. We're going to get to your questions and answers here. Um, I don't know. Do, do you want to do it? Should we do it, start off the podcast like this? Do you want? I mean, it's up to you. What do, what do you, what do you mean, want to do? We could. Um, well, first of all, let's discuss Unsolved Mysteries coming back to Netflix. Yes, the Netflix uh, reboot. Uh, there actually is uh, synopsises that are available for the first six episodes. I guess this is going to be volume one. Uh, before I get into my thoughts on the synopsises and you know a lot, you know, let Josh uh, weigh in with his own thoughts. Uh, I want to talk about. Just the format of this show, as well as the logo, which sucks Ogopogo dick. This logo is fucking <laughs> shit. Oh, well, I, I saw you, you saved that one. Busted it out just now. I like that. Yeah, It's fucking garbage. It's the most generic, lazy, uninspired looking logo you will ever see. Like the, the most typical cliched fonts for a true crime mystery show uh and i mean why mess with the good thing i mean they did that with the the reboot too the reboot with dennis farina had a shitty logo as well oh yeah it was bad but it was bad in more of a like uh those affliction t-shirts bad you know just kind of that bro Mm -hmm. font uh this is like they tried way too hard to be like modern, I guess. Yeah, like the yeah, mi- the- it looks like the BuzzFeed Unsolved Mysteries thing. You yeah. remember when BuzzFeed did their Unsolved Mysteries show? It looks almost exactly the same to me, with only like a, I, I guess it's a little bit less busy in some ways. It's just such a generic, just shitty logo. It's that that creates the worst possible first impression. You're like. I guess they didn't give a flying fuck about this marketing this show. Couldn't have a new version of the iconic uh, logo or anything with the with the font. You could have used the the thing that we used that you got uh, that John and Terry got all pissed at, at us for that some guy did for a T-shirt design. You could have asked him and used that. That would have been way better than whatever this is. So right off the bat, you start out on the wrong foot and then the format is fucked it's it's like every other true crime show that you would find on id network and on any other you know place it it, it almost is ever than the one ufo uh episode that's going to be in this first volume it's almost undistinguishable from you know indistinguishable from the cold case files reboot that netflix already did yeah let's 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 just uh skim through this article real quick netflix confirmed in early 2019 that they were resurrecting the classic 90s series unsolved mysteries with a brand new reboot series that's coming courtesy of the original creators cosgrove more productions and the producers of stranger things 21 laps 
Uh, quote, this modern take on the classic series will maintain the chilling feeling viewers loved about the original while also telling the stories through the lens of a premium Netflix documentary series. Each episode will focus on one mystery and once again will look to viewers to help aid investigators in closing the book on long outstanding cases. Netflix teased at the time. Netflix ordered up uh, 12 episodes of the new Unsolved Mysteries, and we've learned this week that the first six episodes will be making their debut on Netflix on July 1st, 2020, which is in about, what, three weeks? So if you're wondering why the new host hasn't been announced yet, that's because we're hearing the reboot will not feature a host. The late Robert Stack hosted... What are your thoughts about no host? Um, well, the... So... Someone else was saying that they're they're not they're not gonna have a narrator either. No. So basically, they're taking the reenactments, which are the to the casual unsolved mystery viewer. The reenactments are always the uh, those. That's always the point of contention with a lot of the casual fans. A, a lot of the sentiment. Yeah, they call it cheesy or whatever. Right, the sentiment like that. back in the day was, oh my god, that show had like the worst reenactments and the actors mm-hmm. were so bad. And, and it's like, yeah, some of the reenactments were bad, some were fucking good. Some were some were great, you know? And and I personally kind of liked the fact that the actors were no names because you didn't get distracted by, oh hey, that yeah. that's not, you know, Whoever the character is supposed to be in the scene, that's Matthew McConaughey mowing the grass. Yeah, it's distracting. I think I think they're going to carry that over with this uh, new series because I I haven't heard anything about any like big you know recognizable people that are cast for uh, this particular uh, version of Unsolved Mysteries. But if you don't have a host, you know, even you know Dennis Farina wasn't good. It wasn't great. Wasn't even remotely close to Robert Stack. But at least it was still a host. Like it still had that element that uh, made Unsolved Mysteries what it what it was. Uh, if you're not gonna have a host, at least have a narrator. Like at least that. Like no host, no narrator. It it that just feels off to me. <clears throat> and then another thing that feels off, like I said, is the fact that it's only covering one case per episode. Like one of the main things that made the show so fun to me is the smorgasbord of cases and different kinds of cases that you would get in every episode. It was like like I've said many times in this podcast, it's a lot like a true crime or unexplained mystery anthology show. Complete with, you know, reenactments that are similar to little short films and and combined with, you know, actual interviews with people who were involved with the cases whether it's the the individuals that were uh, directly affected by the case or the ones that are investigating it so that aspect's completely out the window there's not gonna be any fraud cases no treasures no mysterious legends you know yes there's a positive to that there's no psymed there's no fucking miracles there's no, you know, uh, what is it? The one with the, well, I mean, Psymed and Miracles are really on, the Lost Loves. You know, there's none of those. Yeah. But even the Lost Loves had their place because it kind of broke up, you know, <clears throat> the monotony of, you know, true crime. And that's the thing. I'm worried this is going to be incredibly a monotonous series. It'll be like 45 minutes to an hour of one case. 
and there's not a lot of variety. There's only one UFO case. Well, in the this whole thing about the whole thing about episodes. it is to me it, with with the having it one case per episode thing. It got it goes back to my feeling about documentaries in general nowadays and docu series and just uh, kind of the format that Netflix seems to want their mm-hmm. shows to be in. And I think that was probably a condition of Netflix and more of their idea rather than Tom and Jerry. Because I, I think that uh, people's television viewing habits have changed. And, they and you know, we've seen from how every documentary that comes out on Netflix now is a fucking docuseries. It's broken up into six or seven parts. <clears throat> Each part are like 45 minutes to an hour long, sometimes longer. Mm-hmm. And, and you just, uh, in my opinion, you, they just get watered down. Like Tiger King could have easily been an hour and a half, two hour documentary and cut mm-hmm. out all that fat. The pharmacist, uh, a lot of other ones out there could have been much fucking shorter and would have been a lot more effective. You know, back in the day when I fell in love with documentaries, some of my favorite documentaries, the runtime is no longer than an hour and a half. Be- yeah. And, and and that just feels right for a documentary. Docu-series, it's to accommodate people's binge uh, tendencies now when it comes to streaming platforms. You know, they just put an episode on and they just let it play because they don't have to wait a whole week for another well, episode I to mean, come out. I mean, the thing is, though, this is Unsolved mystery, So you're trying to appeal to, I mean, uh, most of the new <clears throat> audience members, you know, a lot of the younger, like, millennials, I, I don't think they probably know that much about the show in the first place. They'll just see it on, 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 on Netflix. Like, oh, it's a true crime show. I love true crime. And then watch it. Yeah. Um, but for the diehard fans... Like, I don't see how this really appeals to them as much as I honestly think it should. Because if you do the anthology format right, you're going to appeal to the true crime nuts no matter what. Because they like true crime stuff, or they like unexplained stuff, or whatever. Um, I I just think it's too much of a departure. Yeah, I feel like... It's Unsolved Mysteries in name only. Really? I feel like the creators have made it pretty clear that, that they just don't really care about appealing to the old fans anymore yeah um, yeah if you look yeah, at they're all about the money if you well, i mean if you look at the farina uh episodes mm-hmm. you know it, it was just very clear that that they, they don't care i mean the pro okay just take the intellectual property itself the name unsolved mysteries if you yeah. if you don't know anything about the the tv show in the 90s with robert stack just that name alone is such a great name that you're gonna yeah. they're gonna get viewership just based off the name oh yeah i, I know that because sure. We have our fan group on Facebook, Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries. And, I mean, it even says in the fucking title uh, at the top of the page, at least it should. Oh, it doesn't, actually. I should have really have that put on there. But, you know, <laughs> just, just the name of our podcast, Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries. We got people joining our group all the time. And you have to answer a questionnaire when you join our group. Are you joining this group because you listen to the podcast? Yeah. And you can say either yes or no or go fuck yourself. You can say whatever you yeah. want. And then the second box is if you said no, then why do you still want to join this group? That's called Fans of the Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries like, Podcast. I like mysteries. Yeah, the amount of people. You know, like I like turtles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, Yeah. 
The amount of people who just literally answer, I love mysteries, I like mysteries, uh, uh-huh. I, I investigate, my-, you know, it, we yeah. get them all the time. And I've just started letting them in now because I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. You know, sure. maybe they'll discover our podcast once yeah, they join the group. Yeah, maybe they'll get into it. Yeah, and if not, they can um, leave. But I, so I think just based thing, on that alone, they're, yeah. they're going to get viewers. So I don't think they're really oh, worried absolutely. about, I don't think they're really worried about, you know, uh, bringing any of the old viewers back no, to the No, but table. I mean, I just thought because nostalgia is a big thing right now, I thought maybe they would make more of an effort. Yeah. You it, know, because that's a big seller right now. And another side of is, the, is the, nostalgia. the no host coin that, that, I lo- that I'll look at is, um, I don't know, in a way, I think it's like kind of super respectful to Robert Stack and yeah, his legacy. You could, to no- yeah, you can, you, could, you can make an argument for like, that, like, for sure. They're, they're just basically admitting that like, hey just no one is ever going to fill his shoes and it would be mm-hmm. just we tried that in 2006 and it fucking failed yeah. miserably um with that- you could maybe do a narrator for some things at least i mean the narrator's not really the same as a host i don't know how they're not going to use a narrator i mean i can see i, know. I can see them interspersing like interview clips and stuff to help the yeah, story along yeah i think they're going to have some sort of narration i don't think there's any way that they could really link everything together without some form of narration um but yeah some of the cases they do admittedly kind of sound in- intriguing uh, here's the thing i'm pretty sure most of these cases have already been covered numerous times by numerous other true crime podcasts and other true crime shows at this point. So it's going to take a lot for this new series to really stand out. Um, I, Folks, I love Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, most of you who are listening uh, love Unsolved Mysteries. Um, I want it to be good, but I, it just is, I just do not have a good feeling about this. Like I, I really just feel that this is... This has a prime opportunity to suck. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm reserving my judgment, honestly. I don't I don't really I mean I don't really have the same attitude that I, I I'm I'm you know not expecting but I, I don't know. I, I think that the fact that they did pair that uh Cosgrove and Mora Productions paired up with, you know, twenty one laps, the people who the producers of Strange of Things, clearly they I know I just said in like two sentences ago that they don't care about what the fans want, but but clearly with that move, like they are they are appreciating and and have heard some of us when we're like, you know, hey, that old aesthetic was cool. It was creepy. It added to it. I think that they've definitely like learned that lesson from the failure that was the well, reboot well, with Farina. I, I don't know. I mean, I I mean, I've seen what they've done with the Farina reboot. So yeah, I, but that, I, I, don't, I don't. That was a whole different. That I mean, shit. Two thousand six was like a whole other world. Ago, I know. Basically, I mean, but I mean, I I still don't necessarily trust them. I don't trust them at all. I really don't. I don't trust. Yeah, I don't trust them. Period. That they're gonna handle this uh, the way that it should be. I mean, to me, it just seems like they probably just took a step back. Let whoever it is do whatever, because they're all directed by separate people. So it's directed, but Marcus A. Clark directs like a bunch of episodes. Jimmy Goldblum directs one. Clay Jeter directs. Seems like it's Clay Jeter and Marcus A. Clark are the main directors here for the first six episodes, other than Jimmy Goldblum. That's pretty standard and, though for most shows to have different yeah, directors. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is pretty standard. Um, but. I, I don't know. It, it's one of those I'll wait and see things. Like I, I, I'm hoping for the best, but I just, I'm, a, I'm, I'm pessimistic about it. Sorry, like I, I can't, I can't lie and sit here and be like, 
oh yeah, I think it's going to be great. Like I, I really, it, it just seems from the logo, from uh, a lot of the things, it just seems, it, it just seems like it's going to be a pretty generic true crime show. With you know, with maybe one un, unexplained mystery thrown in there. Like it might have some good aesthetic at times, but I'm also worried that it's going to be one of those faux aesthetics, like where they try, but then you can tell like. They're trying too hard. Like, for instance, with the movie It, they tried to do some 80s thing, but, like, you could tell it wasn't actually... It didn't actually take place in the 80s. They were extremely lazy about it. They didn't even bother to put the extra effort into <clears throat> costume design or uh, production design you or making things Toyota accurate Prius to the, in the background. Yeah, you could see, like, posters for certain movies, like, they just threw up there to be like, oh, it's 80s, because there's 80s movie posters. Like, they didn't really try that hard to to create the 80s aesthetic. Um, and so I don't know if they're going to do that, but hey, the production, the, the, the production designers who did, uh, I think it's a company that did Stranger Things are doing it, and they took a lot of pride, but that's... that. That might just be the individuals who worked as the production and art designers for that show, not necessarily just the production company. Because there's a lot of instances where there's production companies who work on things and then go work on different products, and the same sort of attention to detail does not carry over. Mm. So, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm pretty sure we'll have some version of the theme. I hope so. Uh, as long as it's not the CBS theme, I'll probably be happy with that. Um, all the screaming it, still haunts my nightmares, <laughs> not in a good way. Yeah, and and you know, for better or worse, I'll watch it. Uh, come on, let's be honest, we'll all watch it, and uh, we'll Josh and I will definitely cover uh these cases. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and it'll be the we first will cover like, every episode. Yeah, it'll be the first like relevant thing that we've covered uh, on the <laughs> podcast in like fucking I don't know. So, well, I mean, we did Tiger King. Well, we did King. Tiger yeah, King. True. I, dude, as 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 more time goes on, I, I'm starting to kind of hate that documentary. Now, I I started out kind of disliking it, and now I'm like starting to hate it. And and I hate eh. how I hate how big it got, and how everyone thought it was so good. And it's like this this was not a good documentary at all. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. I just I I didn't like it. Apparently, there's a a popular song on TikTok now called carol baskins or something oh, and it's yeah, really popular yeah. you you know what i'm talking about i i think i've i've heard about it but i don't really follow much tiktok i'm not i don't either i've watched some videos on youtube where people you know <clears throat> watch tiktok cringe but other than that i, I mean really... the whole app is cringe to me i mean like it like all, almost <laughs> all the videos are cringy as it's fuck. a bastard child of vine it's yeah it's really what it is Vine was another thing that I, I literally... I, I wasn't even really fucking around with social media that much when Vine was popular, so I don't know. I mean, I know the videos were, like, what, eight seconds long or something? Mm-hmm. And that, that whole, like, oh, everyone's got really short attention spans now. I think if you I think if you make something good... Did you hear about Quibi? Yeah. You know about... Yeah, <laughs> yeah was it, like, ten minutes is, is the, the longest yeah. length that their videos can... Yeah, so it's, a it's show so with Anna, some series with Anna Kendrick where she befriends her... What What is it? Her boyfriend or husband's sex doll? Yeah. Okay, really wow. fucking, Yeah, that's an actual plot for a show on Quibi. Um, there was also Reno 911 had a... Had mm-hmm. a 
it came back and then everybody was alive. I'm wondering how they're going to, you know, explain that one. Yeah, it's cra- <laughs> it's crazy how good everyone on that show is aged. Like when that when the, yeah. when they showed uh, previews, I, I wasn't sure if it was like for old episodes or if they were, if they were new because everyone looked exactly the same. I mean, granted that show hasn't been off the air for that long, but it's been at least ten years. I want to say. Yeah. So uh, we might as well we might as well jump right into uh, you know the 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 questions. Okay. So, um, all right. So, I on our fan group, um, Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries podcast, you can search that exact title on Facebook in the uh, group section. It should be the first thing that comes up. I posted something saying uh, our four year anniversary of the podcast came and went because I think we missed it, but oh well, whatever. Better late than never. Uh, and I had you guys post questions, uh, memories, or anything that you wanted us to share on. Z podcast and uh, you guys did and so it, it, in per usual form I will take one and Mike will take the other this first one comes from uh, Kyle Janish oh yeah I also uh, told the our listeners to um, uh, if you've been listening to us since day one you know raise your hand so you'll be getting you'll, you'll hear some of those people acknowledging mm-hmm. you know if they've been listening to us since day one so Kyle starts off day one baby lol anyways how the hell have you guys been but now for the real question when the hell are you guys gonna do the wild country documentary <laughs> wild wild country uh um that's one I definitely want to do uh it, it's it's going to be an undertaking though, because it's so many episodes. Um, and it's such a detailed and long rabbit hole. Sorry about that. What? Sorry. What? Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> I just remembered my band had a TikTok, and I wanted to, um, I wanted to check and see if there's been any activity on there lately. <laughs> oh my God. I'm such a loser. <laughs> God, I'm such a loser. <laughs> Wild. Um, so yeah, I do want to do that, and I, I think Josh will will uh, like the series, and I, and I think he'll like talking about uh, the Rajneesh. But um, oh yeah, I've seen I've seen it. It's just uh, yeah. again, you know, uh, that's one of those that's that's one of those ones I'm talking about. It's a great documentary, but I feel like it could have been boiled down to an hour and a half or two hours. I don't think that could have been boiled down to an hour and a half and two hours, but that's just me personally. I think there's so much there. Um, that's one of the few uh, miniseries, docuseries to me personally, that doesn't feel like it's it's too, uh, it's it's too full of fat or one of those. Uh, like I can see what you mean by Tiger King being like that, but Wild Wild Country, like every episode, like had like a ton of different extra revelations and information and all of that. Um, God, that smiling jackass, uh, the, the head of the rock yes. Raj or whatever his name was, the head yeah, guy. Rajneesh. He just, yeah. he would just sit, sit there with his fucking hands mm-hmm. pressed together with that jackass smile. Like he was just yeah. this enlightened guy who just had all the he answers. Just scamming people. Yeah, pretty much. And they started doing a bunch of drugs. Fucking yep. typical cult leader, hypocrite. <laughs> 
So yeah, uh, maybe we'll do another cult month or something. Throw that in there and do some other cult documentary. I would like There's to talk one. about Waco. I really would. So if, yeah, we, if we do, that would be good because that Netflix series was really good. And just the ins- I, I went and I listened to the audio book that was based off of. And uh-huh. um, yeah, so if we do a cult month, I definitely want to throw Waco in the and mix. And then there's another one. I forgot the name of it, but it has to do with a uh, religious, another religious cult. Um, the name's not coming to my mind, but it's a documentary I would like to talk about. I think it talks about the Church of Latter Day Saints. I could be wrong. Couldn't. Mm-hmm. It might not be them, but I know it has to do with, with another sort of religious uh, bent. Um, as for how the hell have we been? Uh, we didn't even. We didn't actually even answer that question like we normally do uh, at, at the beginning of our podcast. Um, I'll just throw in uh, a little bit. I've been doing pretty good. Actually, been doing a lot better now since I've been uh, back to work. Uh, we're short-handed, so it's a little rough, but uh, we'll probably get some other employees who will, you know, come in and and contribute soon enough. Uh, I'm just glad to be back interacting with my coworkers and and stuff like that. Uh, my managers have been expressing so much genuine appreciation for me throughout this whole uh week so far so that's been really nice mike do you feel like having uh, a job has given you a sense of purpose and self-esteem well yeah i did i do like i it's been a huge self-esteem boost for me because like i hadn't had a job for so long so it's it's definitely been nice um other than the occasional rush uh, I've been able to handle it. The worst possible, the worst thing really is dealing with the fucking mask. That's really what the worst thing is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you're busting your ass and you're the only cashier and it's the line's just crazy. Like I had to like take a break at one point cause I was having a hard time breathing. Like I was, I was getting chest pains and I had to take a break for a second, you know, take some breaths, drink some water and then get going again. Cause like, I just, I just could not, I, I, I was starting to feel lightheaded and shit. And I was like, this is not going to end well. <laughs> yeah. Um, Stephanie, my bandmate, she's been working at target as an order fulfiller and she's constantly having to run around getting the shit people order online and fulfilling it. Uh-huh. And she uh, was saying that she's been feeling like literally dumber lately. And she says she thinks it's because She's been breathing in her own carbon dioxide this whole yeah, time that it's like she's not getting enough oxygen to her brain pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, like, no, and I, like I had to wear a mask like for like 20 minutes. I went to the doctor to get a refill on some uh, uh-huh. pills or whatever. And uh, I had to, you know, it's, they require you wear a face mask when you go to a doctor's office. And so yeah. I wore one. And yeah, like just that just that short period of time that I had to wear the, the face mask, like not only do, does it like suck, you know, as far as just, you know, it gets hot and all that. But um, it, your face get like your mouth. Get, like, there's I never realized how much like liquid like you breathe out. Mm-hmm. Like just when you breathe yeah. out, liquid just starts accumulating. You're very muggy. Yeah. Yeah. Super muggy. Fucking, and then it's like, Jesus Christ. You know, the only positive thing, and I've said this like a million times on Facebook trying to be funny, but for real, like the only th- good thing is like I'm hoping some of these motherfuckers realize how stank their fucking breath is. Well, yeah. And and maybe There's that. they'll start taking better care of their fucking uh, de- uh, yeah. dental hygiene. Whenever. There's also a whole sort of thing where you can be like Lord Helmet and Spaceballs and make faces and, you know, be pissed off at people <clears throat> and they, they won't even see anything. 
Yeah, true. Because <laughs> you're wearing a mask. Um, um, well, let's try to get through these a little bit quicker. Yeah, so KT Stanko, she's the next one. She says, I don't remember when I started listening, but it was before UM was put on streaming. You two were the OG nostalgia makers with a commentary on the unforgettable reenactments before I could watch them again. I spent a lot of, a lot of time with you two working on my dissertation for hours on end. Uh, fist bump. Here's to the next four and beyond. Thank you. Um, and we're, I'm, we're happy to have uh, helped you uh, spend uh, the time working on your dissertation. I'm pretty sure that took a lot of work. Yeah. And um, thank you for being a dedicated listener. And her uh, Twitter handle, if I'm not mistaken, is hilarious. It's the Stank Tank. <laughs> yeah, I love that title, too. <laughs> her last name's Stanko, <laughs> which she says is a real, real name. So there you go. Um, all right, moving on to Danielle Sam Sam, uh, Samson Lamke. I know how to say her name now because I fucked it up on some giveaway and she corrected me. Um, she says almost she's been listening almost since the beginning. Uh, I ha- she said I had a few episodes catch up on when I found you guys. Well, thank you, Danielle. I know you've been listening for a yes. long time up there in Canada. We appreciate you. She's a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, she plays ukulele. She's got a uh, Instagram page that I feel like I should like plug. She does. She does cool. Like uh, she's got like a real soulful uh, voice. And um, she like I said, she plays a fucking ukulele. So. What more could you want? Where the fuck is her damn? Might help if I could type. I'm just trying to trying to help you out, Danielle. It's very difficult for me to type right now. It's she's like Danny Blackbird or something. Where are you at? Blackbird. God damn it. Try so so much for smooth. Just I can't find scintillating, it. I, I can't. sizzling content. Oh, I know. I know. This is great. Uh all right, Mike, you read the next <laughs> one and I'll fucking just Search. So, uh, Mary just waves hi. Uh, I, I, she raises her hand. I guess she's been here. Uh, she's listened to us since the, the beginning. So, thanks for your support, Mary. Mary Ray. Uh, then we have Morgan. Uh, she says, I think I found you at episode three. I listened to them all in a row. Our beloved Morgan from Canada, yes. who, who has had many mentions on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, but she, she, um, Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she's been a very dedicated listener and uh she's bought a lot of my dance with ghosts band shirts and so has danielle actually um so yeah our canadian she sent you stuff canadian she sent you stuff from canada or is that someone else uh yes morgan sent me a package a long time ago um and i actually did my canadian taste test food video based off of the package that she sent me and i got I, uh yeah. I got extreme hate from a bunch of Canadians because I didn't put the damn cheese curds on the poutine. So, oh, yeah. Oh. So speaking of packages, I got one uh, from Robin, Robin Lewis. As did I. Uh, and I wanted to thank him. Uh, thanks, Robin. Thanks for your support. Thanks for the package. I think uh, um, I did. I think me and Mike, Mike both are getting YouTube videos out of this uh, package because I'm yeah. going to do a video on it as well. Yeah, I just did a, a little. I, I did a part uh, of uh, a taste test on uh, the uh, contents. I, I separated it to snacks. Uh, so I just did the, the snacks one today, actually, before the podcast. Um, I guess uh, 
you can go yeah. with the next one. Oh, by the way, Eddie's uh, said same here under uh, Morgan's comment. And Eddie Romero, another kick-ass, long-time yes. listener, sent me a package of uh, Mexican awesome candy, for which I made a YouTube video out of where I tried that. So that was uh, super cool. We- a lot of salty, spicy Yes, Stuff, they right? love uh, tamarind, the spice mm-hmm. or the plant or whatever the hell it is. Tamarind, I don't know. But um, yeah, anyway, um, uh, props to you, Eddie. Shout out to Eddie. We love you. Uh, Amanda Lee said, uh, commented, said, uh, listening since the beginning. So right on. Right on, Amanda. Thank you. You can cover another one. Since Ariel Smith, short. another long. I know for a fact she's another longtime listener. She said, y'all know I've been here since day one. Wow, four years. You all entertain me and bring back great memories of the show. Your opinions and how you pay attention to details make it so much fun to listen to. Don Devereaux's interview was awesome, and I just love going back and watching the segments again before I listen to you all and see if you caught anything that I didn't. Keep up the amazing work. You are all loved and appreciated by me. Arrow, you are the fucking sweetest. Thank you. Sweeter than sugar. Uh, Chris Rogers, uh, he said, I started listening with episode 43, not too long after create a Facebook account just so I could join this group. Oh, damn. That's awesome. Uh, that's a really awesome honor, isn't that? Yeah. He, and by the way, it's uh professor Chris Rogers. Cause he is, uh, he got his doctorate from the university of Unsol- wow. unsolved mysteries. Um, yeah. he's, he's an unsolved mysteries expert. Uh, he started a side channel. Uh, I don't know if he wants me a promoter or not, so I'm not going to say the name. But um, he started a side uh, group that uh, yeah, side group that has accumulated uh, shit almost as much members as we have because he's posting mm-hmm. the good stuff, the goods. Again, I'm not gonna blow up his spot here, so I'm not gonna say it unless he gives me the okay later on. But um, he, he's a he's a very and I definitely want to yeah he's he's a very busy guy yeah and he knows he knows on that he, front. Kn- he knows his shit and he's he's so meticulous uh, uh, with detail. He's very connected too. He's got a lot of connections. Yes. Um, and speaking of Chris, like, man, we really do want you on the show sometime. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he has a microphone or anything, but yeah, it would be great to get him on and, and talk talk details with him about, you know, everything. Uh, I don't know whose turn it is. Is it mine? Kelly Carpenter. Uh, actually, I, I did Chris, so... I think oh, okay. Kelly Carpenter. Kelly. Been listening since the beginning... Uh, one of my favorite moments was when you covered the segment Storm in Hell about Howard Storm's near-death experience. <laughs> Laughed my ass off when Josh sang Jesus Loves Me. Yeah, Jesus loves me! God, I don't even want to... I don't want to go back to that. <clears throat> That's one of my favorite uh, podcasts Josh and I have done, period. Yeah, that entire Storm thing. in Hell was just such a great... Uh, just so much fodder to make fun of. You're a piece of garbage. <laughs> You're a piece of garbage, man. You know what was it, Howard or whatever? Yeah, like you're garbage. Yeah, they, they having a having a skirt around the PG uh, nature since it was on cable uh, or or no, it was on network television. So and the floating fucking bubble. Oh and god, shit. it was so bad. That was such a bad episode. See, it's shit like that. Um, uh. It's shit like that. That's up there with the Fabio Angel. Yeah, I, it, I, it's, it's like I miss that we don't have like really bad uh, segments like that to talk about anymore because those are really fun. Maybe, maybe that'll be a silver lining if this new show sucks. It'll be good. It'll be good cannon fodder. <laughs> it'll be good to poke fun at and you know, rant at. Be new, something new to rant at and make fun of. 
Yes. That would be good. So uh, here we have Amy Van Winkle. She says, close to the beginning. Had a few episodes to catch up on. Now can't wait for new episodes. And I personally enjoy the chit-chat at the beginning. Oh, well, thank you. We're glad uh, somebody appreciates it. Yeah, a lot of There's a lot of it in this podcast. <laughs> we, we've pretty much boiled down our fan base to uh, people who are willing to put up with our shit. Because there was a while there where there was a point where we could have gotten bigger. Um, but we chose to kind of ignore... We're not this American life. Right, we chose to ignore a lot of people's criticisms about, like, there's too much chit-chat at the beginning of the podcast, they're unprofessional, they go on tangents... Uh, instead of like changing any of that, we just kind of like ignored it and just kept doing our thing. And so now we pretty much our audience are people who know what we do. You know, they're there for what we do, and it's you know, it's just. I cool. think that makes it honestly more special. <laughs> yeah, in absolutely. a lot of ways. Yeah, it's it makes it a smaller reach for sure, but it, yeah. it it's um, you know, you don't have to deal like we don't get the one star reviews really as much anymore because it's like we've weeded out the people who, uh-huh. you know, aren't uh, who aren't uh, they're not into it. Yeah. You know, they those people are gone. So now we're just left with the people who are into what we do. So, you know, that's, that's I mean, that's cool. kind of how I f- that's how I feel about my YouTube and about other things. You know, I, I would rather build an audience, even if it's a smaller audience than I might have gotten otherwise, if I you know, tried as hard as I possibly could to appeal to particular trends or to be uh, like this other podcast or this other one. Uh, I, 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 you know, I'd rather get the small following, the small devoted following that appreciates uh, the product and, and what I do and, and who I am. Uh, I, I, that's just how I, that's just how I feel. I, I, I'd rather have that you know, over some massive success that I got off the backs of other people just because I know some popular podcasters or YouTubers or uh, because I'm just following every trend and I'm doing clickbait and I'm doing all of this. I feel like you lose something when you do that. Yeah. When you fall, you know, when you follow that particular path. All right. Now it's time for a little bit of advertising, folks. We're going to bring this uh, to you courtesy of ExpressVPN. So there was one time that I wanted to know all of Britney Spears' discography. Not only did I want to know every album she ever released, but I also wanted to know like how many units did each album sell. And this wasn't even for a video or anything. This was just info that I wanted in my brain. And I know most of you are probably thinking, why wouldn't you just use incognito mode while you were doing that? Because, I mean, clearly you don't want anyone to know that you were searching that information. Well, let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you visited. That is disturbing to think about. That's why, even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter if you get your internet from Verizon or Comcast or Time Warner. Internet service providers in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. 
Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash UUM, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash UUM, expressvpn.com slash UUM to learn more. Back to the show. So, uh, we, uh, I think you're next, right? Uh, yeah. Jessica Yawn, uh, I, I know for a fact she's been listening for a long time. I started in 2017 and also my Patreon pledge. You guys have always made me laugh. Keep doing your stuff. I want to say she ordered either a, sh- yeah, she ordered a shirt back when we had Uncover and Explain Mystery shirt. So, uh. should do that again with some new artwork. I know, I know. It, uh. If I do it again, I want to get a, a little bit higher quality. Nicer shirts. Yeah, yeah. higher quality uh, fabric. Um, uh, the, those old ones are, are, are decent, but they're a little rough on the material-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and unfortunately, the, uh, the better material is more costly. Um, so that, that's, uh-huh. that's a big expense on my end. I don't really like going through like those uh, made-to-order T-shirt websites because I just don't. I just don't know about them, honestly. I, I just well, here's the I'm thing too. Like, if you go through them, like even if you stop selling through them, they will. They might actually allow people to sell bootlegs of your work. Yeah, true. So uh, then we have Eddie, Eddie Romero. He says, "I've been a fan since the third episode." My question to you both is: Will you two ever do a web chat while watching Unsolved Mysteries? We need to. Hmm. Uh. Uh, Morgan suggests a watch party on Facebook Messenger. Uh, I don't know how that works, but maybe we could figure something out. Maybe we could do it for the pilot of uh, the the first uh, installment of of the new Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, yeah, I, we we really need to do that. Uh, we we slack so hard on stuff like you know like watch parties and doing like live streams mm-hmm. and like all the shit that would be really fun that would that would engage <laughs> all the really fun stuff that would engage our audience and make maybe grow our fan base. We we're really bad at all that stuff. We did it one time and um, that was a disaster because we started so late. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. the The content wasn't really that engaging so we didn't have a whole really didn't really have a whole lot to say so it was just kind of a mess i think if we did some sort of uh initial live stream like we should just start out like hey you know hang out you know let's talk unsolved mysteries or mysteries or different topics you know throw some questions you know that kind of thing um that way it's not at not relying upon some unknown where we're like, oh, I, I don't know if this is any good, but I, but I think it might be fun for the for the new unsolved mysteries to do that. Um, the thing is, I don't I don't know how we're gonna set that up. Well, I mean, no, I I I, I just have Netflix. Like I can watch Netflix on my computer. 
then we have uh, Tiffany Rogers. Uh, actually, you you can you can take the next two. Actually, all right, the last two. Uh, she, Tiffany Rogers Gomez says, "I started at the beginning episode. Does that count? LOL. Oh, oh, oh. So she she binge listened or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's I me. Mean, that's fine. And the people who um, you know." haven't been here from the beginning it doesn't make them any no you know, less valid as we as really we really appreciate uh all the support um doesn't matter whether you started at the at, at the beginning or not uh just any support is is very uh appreciated yeah and then uh, we got one from Miles Cruz saying, I remember when your original show title was Uncovering Unsolved Mysteries. God, everyone who, literally everyone who commented on this have been listening from yeah. day one. Uh, yeah. And it was only available on YouTube before John and Terry stepped in and forced you to relocate to SoundCloud and change the title to Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries. Man, that was like in 2016, I believe. So yeah, I go back to the very early days of the podcast. Indeed, I've been a fan of Josh in particular since 2015 on his YouTube page. Long before go. the podcast even existed, so I'm definitely like, holy Boom. shit, dude! I Miles, I, I, this is the first I've heard from you, man. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, first video I saw on Josh's uh, YouTube channel was a comparison between Stack and Farina versions of Unsolved Mysteries so many moons ago. Yeah, that was how me and Mike met was through that video. So that yep. was a big video for sure. Yeah, definitely glad I, I made it. Um, I am too. Uh, I don't think I did this. This podcast, I, I don't think would really exist, especially not in this particular format. Uh, if I didn't reach out to you, I also don't think it would be nearly as good. So uh, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I I, I really am very thankful for uh, you, Josh, and uh, for uh, your particular collaboration. Uh, with this podcast over the years. You know what, Mike? That means a lot to me. <laughs> and I just want to say, I just love you, man. <laughs> no, not yet. No, I appreciate it, dude. No, this is uh, this is something special that only I, I really honestly feel like only you and I could could do, you know? Like, it, it, the... Uh, I think at first, like, the the thing that worked with us was just the fact that both of us can just fucking talk and talk and talk. <laughs> yeah. And so there's never, like, radio silence with us, really, unless, no. I, unless I'm getting burned out at the end of the podcast, and I'm just like, yeah, that sucks. And then there's this long pause. <laughs> but, you know, but besides that, you know, we could... But, but, Some of the early podcasts were kind of like that, like the original Son of Sam... That we uh, did. No, I mean the biggest problem was us talking but, too yeah. much over each other. Yeah, you know? that too. Um, that too. But yeah, um, you know, I think as the years have gone on doing the podcast, I've seen more of a dynamic, you know, that both of us bring to the table that are uh, different. You know, I tend to be the more you know outrageous, kind of goofy, funnier. Not funnier, but funny, comical side. It's a controversial. Yeah, there you go. And, and, yeah. and Mike's kind of the the, uh, the 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 straight man, the the the, yeah. the knowledgeable movie person, the uh, <laughs> the the middle of the the cool the cool middle water, or the the hey maybe let's not say every person is like that. The uh, <laughs> maybe the the moral uh, the logical center of the podcast. The moral compass. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> and, and he keeps me tethered. So it's like the dynamics yeah. are kind of interesting there. 
Uh, but and, and I bring the dad jokes. Oh and yeah, yeah. Every now and then, and, and every now and then I'll, I'll I'll come out with something that isn't a dad. And joke, your segues, so. your segues have been fire lately. And you know, you'd be like, well, I mean, that's a big part of that is uh, is the training that I received at college. You know, working on alliteration <laughs> and working on all these other things. Um, but no, thank you, Miles, for uh, sticking with me for so long. It's yeah. like half a fucking decade. You've been. Keeping up with, I mean, you basically started watching my stuff and keeping up with me when I uh, started all this stuff initially. So appreciate that. Um, I posted again like an hour ago. I said, all right, you know, here's your last chance. If anyone wants to ask questions, give statements or become an, an accessory to podcast greatness. Uh, so we actually have some more stuff to read here. Oh, okay. Um, Starting with uh, Morgan yet again. Way to stress me out. I have no idea what to ask. Are you going to review the new Unsolved Mysteries when it hits Netflix? I think that's abundantly clear now that that we definitely will be doing that. Um, you want to take this next one? Do you see where we're at now? Yeah, sure. I see where you're at. Uh, what case shocks you the most that still isn't solved? Uh, anyone come to mind today that would be a solid host, even though we know that even though we know nobody can replace the stack attack. What case shocks us the most that still hasn't been solved? Uh, has the one with the... Oh, man, that's a, that's a tough question. Because there's just so many, right? And it's specifically the shocking part. And that was read like, by Robert Fitoff, uh, by the yeah, way, because Mike didn't say Robert. Him, yeah, my my bad. Uh, that, uh, that's... <laughs> He's got a name, Mike. He's got an identity. Yeah, he does. His name is Robert. Sorry, Robert. Um, this case shocks us the most. Um, I let me think. Hmm, case that shocks most that is not solved. I know there's an answer to this, but the thing is, is like I'd have to like thumb through. Yeah, I would a have to thumb of the cases. Yeah. Which I mean, I've got a big chunk. I of can't. Them. I can't. I can't do it off the top of my head. Well, let me fucking go. Let me hit up SoundCloud real quick. Let me just. Let me just do a quick little. Search here. Let me see. Blah, 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 blah. I'm looking at the cases that we've covered. See if there's anything that pops out at me that I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they didn't um, do that. I didn't solve that. God, I'm, lo- I'm looking through these cases and... Um, mm-hmm. Who took Johnny? Was that the case of the imposter? No. That was the imposter. Oh. <laughs> right. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm getting a little stupid right now. Honestly, do off the top of my I I really I I, I couldn't say uh, off, off um, the top of my head. I mean without I'm trying to without using going to some hack ants like, oh the Kennedy assassination, you know, like I don't know. Um, there's the, is the orange sock murders? Is that, is that, has that been solved? That is a good question, Mike. That is a question. Uh, you can go ahead and look that up while I'll get, go yeah. to the next one. This one's from Chris Fincham, Fincham, whichever one. I think he's from England. English listener. Um, he says, which unsolved? No. No, it hasn't. No, it has not. So I would pick, I would definitely, that's definitely one that I would pick. Uh, the the murder of Bobby Oberholzer, Oberholzer and Annette Schnee, the Orange Sock murders. 
Whatever you guys... Killer's not whatever, been identified, hasn't been solved, so yeah. Whatever you guys do, do not look up the pink sock murder. You do not, you do, you do not want to okay. know what... Just don't even Google pink sock in general. You will not like what comes up. Okay. <laughs> I won't. Thank you for the warning, Josh. <laughs> it is a prolapsed anus. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Ooh. Ew. Anyway, Chris Fincham says, which unsolved case has totally been solved because one of them is guilty as all hell looking at you donnie hansen <laughs> uh that cop who uh i, I think it had what happened to his kid you know his kid got lost in the woods tommy gibson tommy gibson guilty as hell to me oh yeah i think he's he's fucking guilty period well yeah i mean it, he, that, it, he ended up and they ended up convicting him like he was found guilty. But didn't he got let out though? Oh, what the fuck? Let me look this bastard up. Tommy Gibson. Tommy Gibson, see? What happened to this bastard's father? Larry. Uh, unresolved 1994. Larry was arrested and charged with Tommy's murder. Police made the arrest after Karen changed her story. She said that she saw Larry beat Tommy until he fell limp. She also said that she saw him put Tommy's body in a black trash bag, which he later placed in the trunk of his Mm -hmm. patrol car. She claimed that she did not tell police this initially because he had told her that he would kill her if she told the truth. She and Judith testified against Larry at his trial. Judith claimed that he was physically abusive towards Tommy, Karen, and their third child, Lisa. Mm -hmm. Um, Witnesses claimed that Larry had threatened to kill both Judith and Karen after she left him. His half-sister also testified that he had confessed to killing Tommy shortly after his disappearance. Prosecutors also claimed that he was repeatedly abusive towards Tommy and stressed at the time because Judith was busy uh, taking college class. In March 95, a jury convicted Larry of second-degree manslaughter. Only second-degree? Oh, manslaughter. Okay. Yeah. He was sentenced to only... That's kind of what I meant. Sentenced to only three years in prison. He was released in 1996 and continues to deny his involvement in Tommy's death. Neither Tommy... Tommy nor his remains have ever been located. Larry now lives in Montana and is a country music singer. Yeah. So there's that one. Wow. Uh, uh, Larry Gibson. Uh, he was convicted of secondary manslaughter, but I thought that was a little uh, light for what happened. I wonder if I can find um, any of his country music on YouTube. And I'm going to be, this is going to be controversial, but I, I think the Maples were guilty too. I don't think I don't believe this whole thing that oh they didn't take the Baskins uh, they actually took them away from an abusive I I don't buy that um, I've dug into the case some more and I, I found other things uh, through my research that just confirms my initial belief that it was all about control and power on their part um, but I might leave that for another. Uh, potential podcast uh, where we kick off that powder keg but um yeah that's one i i i think the maples were guilty i wonder if larry gibson's on you uh spotify you got anything to add <laughs> sorry i'm obsessed with finding this country singer who uh murdered his child like we know about that we know he's a country singer i just see i want to see if his music is on here it's i can't find anything Whatever. Want to see if he's on TikTok? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, what do you think about, you know, do you think the Maples were guilty? Uh, yeah, absolutely. 
There we go. Yeah. So if Stack and Farina were forced to wrestle to the death, naked in a cage, who would win and why? It's fucking Stack, man. He was Elliot Ness. Um, and uh, he has that uh, absolute uh, just badass quality about him. You know, he could maybe just give uh, Farina a stare and then he would uh, just fall to the ground and let uh, Stack I mean, plus if they're naked, uh, Stack could just smack Farina in the face with Stack's four-foot-long cock. (laughs) I mean, duh. Although Farina, he's not, he's no slouch in terms of, you know, physicality. He's just fat. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah, Farina probably had like 60 pounds on Stack. But I mean, depends on what version of stack we're talking about. Like in his prime stack, stack was in pretty good shape. Well, yeah, if we're going no. in prime stack versus Farina in his prime. Yeah, yeah. So, so Robert Stack looked like he had that wiry strength. Like you, he, he, yeah. he, he may not look that strong, but he's like wiry, you know, and real, real spry on his feet. Uh huh. And are there any weapons? Is this like celebrity deathmatch? <laughs> I'm guessing not. But if there were, I would. I would have loved to have seen that celebrity deathmatch episode. Oh yeah, that would have been Robert good. Stack versus Dennis Farina. Damn, that could that could that could still happen if that sh- that did that show come back for like a short period of time? Yeah, a little bit. I heard rumors about them coming back again, but I don't know. Uh, it. We'll see. I just don't think I don't. That's I don't think anybody we'll cares about that show anymore. I think it was just kind of popular yeah. at the time, and then you know, just kind of like Beavis and Butthead, it just kind of came back. And well, Beavis and Butthead actually did pretty decent in the ratings when it came back. It's just one of those things that uh, MTV was going in a different direction, and they were really getting on Mike Judge's nerves. They were not allowing him as much creative control as as he thought he was going to get. And he was just like, I'm done. I don't want. I don't want to deal with this shit. Um, so that's the reason why there wasn't another uh, season after oh, that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, if if anybody's creative differences, if anybody's got integrity, it's Mike Judge. He does not. He does not. Uh, he is not shill. He does not do something he doesn't want to do. I mean, he did. He did do a couple more seasons of Views and Butthead than what he wanted to do, but he still, you know, mm-hmm. put put effort into it and you know everything he's done has been like really high quality well i mean at that point even when beavis and butthead uh the last season aired mtv was already going into this direction that was so totally polar so it was such a polar opposite from what they were in the 90s right they're getting into that that cheaply made highly rated reality television bullshit oh and also being woke you know oh yeah that sort of thing right don't want to be offensive. Don't, you know, Beavis and Butthead is offensive. You know, it's a little, you know, too edgy for for their particular brand. But honestly, though, the 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 humor of Beavis and Butthead wasn't offensive to any particular group. They were just dumb. Like they did, they were almost too. I they know. were like too dumb to be racist or or sexist. I, like yeah, they, I know, they, it's just it is what it is. You know, like I don't know. They they just like I don't know. I I just think I think it's one of those things. Honestly, if you do go back and watch Beavis and Butthead, the comedy is a little dated. Uh, it's not all. Some of the jokes are still really funny, but uh, you you really do kind of have to have an appreciation for the show. And I think you also need to know uh, uh, a good amount about '90s pop culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might they might make a quote or something, and it's like, wow, that was really dumb. But it's like, no, they're lampooning another show. That you know yeah. d- that used to say that phrase all the time, mm-hmm. or 
whatever you know but yeah out of context it just seems i still think it still holds up pretty well so i'd say i'd say like half of the half of the show does the other half is just really especially in the early episodes the the, the fucking yeah the early the early episodes are yeah they're the the, uh constant like uh the the constant (laughs) like that was just that that just got on my damn nerves after a while like they uh, uh beavis did that way too much like uh, well butthead did it too like the whole, yeah. uh, 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 like that <laughs> more towards the middle of the show like they finally got the balance right with it and they they kind of you uh-huh. know tapered down on all that um you know but but yeah in the early days it was pretty rough they were sounding more like tweakers yeah yeah pretty pretty much <laughs> uh next uh cory cameron's he just says i got nothing i, lo- I love it that is a very Corey comment. Uh-huh. Another Canadian listener. Have Fernando Castaneda says, has Mike ever done drugs? No. <laughs> I love that question because Fernando knew the answer to that before he even... Yeah, Mike is the most straight-laced sounding person, uh, you know, for his age that I think I know, honestly, like... <laughs> Mike does not, I don't, I, yeah, I, it would blow my fucking mind if I ever heard that Mike did any kind of a drug. <laughs> the only drugs I've done is prescription drugs. That's really, that's really it. Yeah, so he does hydrocodone and oxycotton. That's the only, <laughs> that was the only. I have to admit, I did, I did fuck with Percocet for a little bit when I got, when I got the When you needed it. Well, yeah, but I also did finish the prescription. Oh, you know, what was left in the bottle. Even though you didn't need to, you naughty boy. Yes. Everyone does that. I mean, it's 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 a feeling that it's just like just everything just I could see why people get addicted to that shit. Like it just takes you takes it just relaxes you like instantly. I remember when I would take hydrocodone when my wisdom tooth got taken out. It's like I got the buzz of having like a couple beers, but I didn't have mm-hmm. like the hangover or the yeah. that swishy, sloshy feeling you get when you drink too much beer and you're just full mm-hmm. of liquid. And yeah, so I, I liked pills, but I, 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 I don't want to. It's so easy to get addicted to pills that I don't even want to go down that road. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, no. Neither do I. Uh, all right, next we got January Marie. Uh, I do not yet know how you two met, or I've known but forgot. Can you tell us? All right, I'll tell the story again real quick because uh, I've told it quite a few times. Uh, I made a YouTube video in 2015 called um, "Unsolved Mysteries: The Revamp Versus the Original," where I basically compared in depth uh, the original Unsolved Mysteries show to the uh, Dennis Farina 2006 revamp and how basically uh, line item uh, note for note uh, how they fucked the show up in every way possible completely stripped the show of every bit of soul and goodness and um, you know, Mike saw that episode that I did on fucking Vimeo. He didn't even see it on YouTube. I don't I, like mm-hmm. talk about a random sighting. He well, I think I think it's because YouTube had blocked it at that point. 
And I just remember correctly. No, maybe. that was another. I, I I uploaded my top. Oh, that was a different video. That favorite. was the top ten. Yeah, that, that, there we that go. was the first and only. My memory was getting confused. That was the first <laughs> and only video takedown I have ever had on my channel. Uh, that video takedowns are very disturbing when they happen. You just get this fucking notice saying your video has been a, taken off of YouTube. And it's red. Yeah, and and if it happens two more times, your whole channel gets deleted or whatever. Yeah, I guess suspended. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, Mike saw the video. He sent me a message saying he had been thinking about uh, doing a podcast called Unraveling Unsolved Mysteries or Uncovering Unsolved Mysteries. And then he was like, I think un- I think I like Uncovering Unsolved Mysteries better. And I was like, yeah, that could be cool. And I was like, you know, you want to have like a Skype call just to kind of see how we mesh and get along, you know, and see if we have any chemistry. And our first Skype call, I think we just talked for like an hour, it, like just yeah. seamless, effortless, yeah. and we fig- figured, you know what, I, b- I bet we could probably do this. And we gave it a shot, and uh, yeah. I guess it was a novel idea, because like only Trail Went Cold was covering Unsolved Mysteries cases, mm-hmm. and they only did it sometimes, they didn't do it all the time. Um, and, and now there's a whole bunch now of Now there's a Unsolved shit Mysteries ton of Unsolved podcasts. Mysteries podcasts. As you guys well know, uh, with our involvement with the Perhaps It's You ladies, which um, I still stay in contact with Liz from time to time. Um, uh, we might, I don't know, maybe do something with them again in the future mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's pretty much how we met. And she goes on to ask, what yeah. what's your favorite dinner? What's the turkey sandwich? Yeah, for me, it's, it would be a, a, a good turkey sandwich with some salt and vinegar potato chips or soul food. I would, I would say... Um, this is a tough one. Um, I, I, I do really like sushi. Ugh. Um, gross. yeah, I know. Quiet taste. But, uh, I also, I really love a, um, uh, Western bacon cheeseburger uh, and fries from, uh, Carl's Jr. That's a very American choice of you, Mike. I know. <laughs> you, I know. You sounded like so, so downtrodden just then. You're like, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just a lot of it's also nostalgia because I used to get I got those a lot with with my dad. Um, but at the same time, it's it's a good burger. So yeah, I'm trying to eat less of red meat these days. Uh, I'm trying not to eat as much. I still do, but I'm mm-hmm. just I don't know. I I trying to stay away from like burgers because that's like, like all I used yeah. to eat growing up was just like burgers. And I really do. Yeah, I really do think it like clogs. You try sushi. Try sushi rolls. I know I need to get into everybody. Every give it a shot. Every female I've ever run into fucking loves sushi. So if I'm ever going to go on a date, I'm going <laughs> to need to get accustomed to sushi because they all uh, love I sushi. guess I guess I'm I guess I am in uh, I, I guess I, I, I have a leg up in that. Department. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like if you go to any chick and be like, uh, "Hey, you want to go on a you know, you can I take you out to dinner sometime?" Oh yeah, sure. Where you want to go? Uh, well, do you like sushi? Oh my god, I love sushi. <laughs> yes, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, women are annoying. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I love women. I love them a little too much. Then we have Mike Brill. He says, uh, "Will you consider uh, try to try for more interviews of people associated with UM, whether that be crew, actors, family, others associated with the cases?" We would love to do that. I've been because that was always my department. I was always the one that stepped, yeah. that that uh, sought these people out and would do the interview or whatever. Um, I've been meaning to do that. Uh, I've been wanting to do that. Didn't the DP just leave a comment? 
what on your video or something recently the director of the director of photography like isn't that how we got in contact with yeah him? didn't he leave a comment yeah. on the video your video that unsolved mysteries no. video i was just talking about that i made how me and mike you know when me and mike first met or whatever um yeah the director of photography left a comment on on that video and i said hey great uh can we you know possibly have you on our podcast here's my email and he emailed me and mm-hmm. You know, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, I actually had Mike on for that interview, which was cool because, you know, that was more kind of Mike's department or whatever. But um, yeah, Don Devereaux, I reached out to him through snail mail and he wrote me back with his phone number and uh, called him up and recorded the phone uh, conversation on my phone. And um, same with um, uh, fuck the uh, Kel- Deborah. Was it Deborah Kelsey from the Kelsey House hauntings? Was that her name? Deborah? I'm, I'm so sorry that I'm forgetting these names right now. And then, um, Jesus, my mom. And the Matthew McConaughey case, the, right? Yeah, it's. I need to find <laughs> out their actual names. Hold on, I'm trying to find just the interviews, and to that, so I can actually give these people names. Um, Suzanne Kelsey. Um, I want to say that somebody reached out to me on YouTube on our Uncovering Explained Mysteries YouTube channel, and they said, "Hey, that's my mother-in-law," and we put that together. And um, then finally, oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Uh, Oh, Donna Parks from the Texas Mm -hmm. Most Wanted segment. Um, I don't remember how I got in touch with her. Mm. But, yeah, she was a super nice lady. We tried to get, we almost got somebody uh, with the Tallman house, uh, but that's all Tiffany Tallman, I want to say. Uh, but, but her, uh, you know, again, her husband, uh, was the kind of the intermediary go between like, uh, I, I was wanting to communicate like email with her directly, but like, I, I, he kept wanting to like call me up before I talked to her and like have a conversation with me. And like, I really didn't see the point in that. And so I was like, you know, are you looking in retrospect like maybe you should have just like bit the bullet and did it? Yeah, bit the bullet and did yeah, it. Yeah, kinda, I don't know why I was so like stubborn about that, but I was like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to the person who was involved. I mean, it's her husband. I mean, right? It, Isn't it? Yeah, I just thought I don't know. I guess I thought it was annoying that he kept insisting that like I talked to him solo. I'm like, why? I, I guess I was like a little like uh, creeped out by it, quite frankly. Like, uh, maybe I was like, but I think he was just trying to, you know, see what you were going to talk about and, you know, make sure you don't touch upon some other thing or, you know, yeah. this or that, or, you know, that would have been a great get though. Cause, uh, I yeah. mean, that's, that's one of the, the more popular cases on, uh, unsolved mm-hmm. mysteries. Yeah. And I mean, so basically my point for saying all that is that if any of you guys out there know anybody who was on the show or anything like that, um, I've had small, I've had other, I've had people here and there that, that were on smaller, lesser known segments who were like, oh, my father, I think I might've had Dale Kerstetter's daughter that would be comment on something somewhere on you, uh, our YouTube. That's where everyone finds us is on our YouTube channel, which a lot of people don't even know we have. It's uh, Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries, obviously. The only reason I don't really promote it is because it's literally the same episodes that you're listening to right now. It's just in it's in audio format, too. Which is interesting. You know, we started out on YouTube. 
<laughs> well, no, we actually and then, we actually didn't. I, 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 that was something I was going to correct earlier. That guy said he remembers when the podcast was on YouTube, and then we were forced to move to. Well, SoundCloud. it was also on SoundCloud. No, we started on SoundCloud. Like the first episode was on uploaded to SoundCloud. It it, it and then we started a separate YouTube account. It, no, I was I uploaded episodes on my channel. Do you remember that? That's why I couldn't find. That's why I was saying, I, let me look through my private videos on my channel. Oh, because I uploaded them on my channel. No, I don't. Initially. I don't remember that. Yeah, I uploaded them on my channel initially. Oh, okay. So he was right, and I'm just an idiot. Okay, <laughs> I'm totally willing to accept that. And we did. And we might have had them on SoundCloud around the same time, but I know that some of the earliest episodes were were on YouTube. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. They were on my channel. Well, fucking a. Uh, speaking of which, yeah, you guys really need to follow us on Instagram because um, Helen, our awesome uh, listener who manages our Twitter account, she uh, she made us a damn um, Instagram account, and she wow. posts to it regularly. And we have well, thank you, Helen. We have ninety one followers on there already. So I I, did, I didn't even know about it. I feel like an asshole. I told her that I wanted to do it, but then she just went ahead and did it. And um, she might have told me about it, and then I forgot. But uh, yeah, we're um, just uncovering unexplained mysteries, all one word, um, on Instagram. So go and follow us on there. She- oh, uh, and just popped in my head about the, the one of the cases that's shocking that it's that it's uh, unsolved. I mean, just just the whole mystery behind Sydney James, like what actually happened. Oh yeah, that, that's yeah. That would that would definitely be a, a cool one for sure. Like, is was she? crazy was she doing it herself was there somebody else involved was it a bit of both it is kind of shocking that that's we don't really know for sure what happened yeah that would be a that would definitely be a good one to figure out so uh since this is a podcast about uh unsolved mysteries and uh unsolved cases or cases that were solved uh during the time period of being featured on Unsolved Mysteries or afterwards, uh, we have a case for you. Uh, this is the case of Clay Taylor. So, uh, and this really, this is the murder, I think, of, uh, it was a, the attempted murder of Eugene Bailey, I believe, and the murder of Walter Scott. <clears throat> so, Clay Taylor is wanted for the January 8th, 1977 murder of 64-year-old former INS official Walter Scott and the attempted assassination of Florida Mayor Mayor Eugene Bailey. So yeah, um, at one point in time, Eugene Bailey was the mayor of Florida. Really? Yeah, in 1977, in, uh, yeah, in the 70s. So this is a case that was featured uh, in one of the earlier seasons. It was like a 1990 episode. So it still has that really, you know, great, creepy, eerie, unsolved mysteries atmosphere, especially when it comes to any scenes that are shot at night with the shadows and and maybe a bit of fog and so on and so forth. So the reenactment, I thought they did a pretty good job uh, showing the drive up and the shotgun blast. But then they didn't really like show a shot. It, it, it seemed like they had like, they had this setup where they had two cars. They had some people driving around. They were kind of chasing after one another. And then they would have a car go off the road, but then they would just have a, a sound effect of a shotgun. 
Like they didn't really have, I guess the the uh, setup. Which really disappointed Mike because he really wanted to see an old man get blasted in the face with a shotgun. Which is what <laughs> no, he's trying to say. no, not not at all, not at all. I'm just saying sometimes it adds more more to these reenactments. Is when when you have like an actual like gun blast or whatever. You didn't actually have to show him get shot. Um, still was a well shot sequence regardless. So at approximately nine no p.m. on the night, Walter- well shot scene. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, character for sure. At approximately nine p.m. on that night, Walter, Eugene, two friends, and their wives were leaving an Ocala restaurant. You know where Ocala is? It's Ocala, and uh, yep, Ocala. I, I sure do. Sorry, uh, I my bad. <laughs> it's fine. I know exactly where Ocala is. I just ordered uh, t-shirts from Ocala. There's a screen oh. printing company out there right. that does our t-shirts, and uh, yep, it's an old hillbilly hick town. Although they have kind of uh, expanded a lot recently, mm-hmm. um, they're not as uh, country and redneck as they used to be. But yeah, I definitely know where yeah. Ocala is. Surprisingly, because it's a, it's a small it's a small city, so you know. So they were leaving an Ocala restaurant when they discovered that one of Walter's car tires was flat. The women decided to take one car home, while the men tried to fix the car's tire. 25 minutes later, after they got the tire repaired at a local garage, the four men left to go home. While driving down rural Route uh, Route 27, another car pulled up next to them. A passenger in the car fired a shotgun at Walter's head, killing him instantly. Uh, The car then veered off the road and came to rest in the field. The shooter then walked to the car and shot Eugene three times at close range. Uh, Apparently, they shot him in the face. They shot him twice in the stomach. And miraculously, he survived. And, and that's and that's an old fart too. So yeah, Eugene. Uh, and the other two men were unharmed. Authorities felt that Walter was not the target of the crime. They believed that Eugene was the target because of his career. He had been mayor for sixteen terms and was well known throughout town. Damn, sixteen terms. However, he and his family could not think of anyone who would want him dead. The only physical evidence found at the scene were three thirty-two caliber shell casings and an appointment book, apparently dropped by the gunman. Well, that's a mistake. A lot of these gunmen tend to leave stuff behind anyway. Shells, all this other stuff. Right. I mean, you don't really, uh, have, author- you don't really have time to dig through the grass, you know, and find that shit, no, I don't think. No, you don't. Not at all. Uh, but authorities investigated several leads, but they were all dead ends. With no suspects, the investigation stalled until 1980 when a witness came forward. The woman claimed that she had been abused by her boyfriend, Paul Allen. She told authorities that Allen had met with a local attorney named Ray Taylor, who had hired him to kill Eugene Bailey. She claimed that Ray's brother, Clay, was also involved. Uh, in the reenactment here, I thought they did a good job on the the makeup on on the gal who was showing you know uh, bruises and stuff from uh, being abused. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was some good acting by the by the actress involved. Um, the woman further claimed that Ray had told Alan to get rid of the guns involved in the shooting. She told authorities that Alan had taken her with him when he dumped the guns in a nearby river. The, uh, by the way, this is also a segment that is from the vault. Uh, this is a forbidden segment. This is not included on on the Amazon uh, Unsolved Mysteries, probably because the statute of limitations expired or somebody involved didn't want it to air or whatever. 
Um, so, yeah, the woman led the investigators to an isolated cove along the with the uh, what the fuck river. Uh, the woman led investigators to an isolated cove along the Withalakuchi River, 25 miles from Mokala. Uh, divers searched the river for two days, but the guns were not found. However, after questioning locals, authorities learned that the three, that three guns had been found in the river shortly after the murder. These guns were in the custody of local police. The guns were registered to Ray Taylor. He had claimed that he had... He had... Uh, Woo! Uh, he had claimed that they had been stolen six days prior to the murder. Ballistic tests proved that one of the guns was used to shoot Eugene Bailey. So authorities interviewed Paul Allen, who first denied any involvement in the case, claiming that his girlfriend was lying. And this reenactment is honestly pretty hilarious. <clears throat> the guy who plays Paul Allen... Uh, <laughs> I think it really what it is, it's the lines of dialogue that the guy's given. This is another example of Unsolved Mysteries. It's a, it's a show for NBC, uh, so we can't really go too far. We could show blood... We could show evidence of brutal murders and crimes. We can't have swearing. We can't have any of that stuff. The censors are going to get on our ass. So, you know. Oh, you you listen to that wacko? She's a wacko. She's a wackadoo. She doesn't know what she's talking <laughs> And I feel like a, the, kind of in the same breath, that guy's like, all right, man, this is your chance. This is You're going to get your SAG card for this one. Yeah. You're going to get that Oscar nod. Uh-huh. You're going to get that Emmy. He's going to get that Emmy Award for playing uh, Paul. And the Emmy Award for Best Supporting Actor in a Television uh, Series goes to uh, this actor who played Paul Allen in Unsolved Mysteries. Yes! <laughs> so anyway, uh, he claims that his girlfriend was lying and, and that she was a wacko. However, when the investigators told Alan that they had found the guns used in the shooting, he confessed. And the actor, like, totally just changes his demeanor, like, on a dime. It was just like, uh, the, 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 the guy that they had playing the investigator, I think it actually was the investigator. And he was all like, uh, we have the guns. We, we know that, uh, they were used in the shooting. They match the bullet. The bullet matches to the gun that was used in the shooting. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, and he, Alan claims that he was uh, the only he was only the driver and that he did not shoot anyone. Alan told investigators that Ray Taylor was forty thousand dollars in debt in 1977 and was also Eugene Bailey's business attorney. Wow, what a mistake by Eugene Bailey, the mayor of this town. He's like, all right, I'm gonna have a guy who's forty thousand dollars in debt as my business attorney. <laughs> So, uh, didn't do a lot of uh, background checks there, is my guess, or keep up on what, what, his activity, what his activities were. So, Ray assumed that if Eugene died, his family would appoint him executor, uh, uh, executor, not executor. <laughs> That's a different sort of thing. So, executor of Eugene's $3.5 million estate. Alan told investigators that Ray Taylor had given him the guns. Allen also claimed that he and Clay T Taylor followed the couples to the restaurant on the night of the murder. Clay was the one that flattened one of the car's tires in order to have less witnesses to the shooting. Here's the thing with flat tire, you know, uh, deliberately flattening tires. Like, is it that easy now? 
still to like just unscrew the thing on the tire and let air out, or have they made that a lot harder to do? Uh, well, I don't. I'm gonna. Uh, any real men are shaking their heads at me right now. I don't think. Um, or anybody in general who knows more about shit. <laughs> I, uh, I went all old school um, uh, gender stereotyping just then. So bad. I'm sorry, everybody. But no, I don't know. I think if you unscrew the little cap on the little stem that sticks out, I don't think any air comes out. Well, I could be wrong. I think you have to put a certain, you know, you have to put some, hold something against it to, re, you know, release the air, you know, like it, it doesn't, yeah. it's like a, a safety precaution now back back then maybe not um or he could have just that's my guess that's what, that's what i'm wondering but if it was a if it if it was a flat tire and it just needed air that's one thing but i was under the impression that like they stuck a knife in it or some shit they didn't like the reenactment just shows them unscrewing the thing and then the air comes out mm. oh yeah i don't i i guess i mean obviously they did did it somehow because it because most of the time, I think like you do, like they slash the tires, you know, they poke some, you know, knife in it or something like that. But right, they just unscrewed the thing and the air came out and the tire is is flat. So Clay flattened one of the car's tires in order to have less witnesses to the shooting. Clay and Allen also proceeded to Route 27 and waited for the men to drive by. When they did, Clay put on a ski mask and attached a flashlight to the barrel of his shotgun. Uh, speaking of Clay, have you look at look at this? Is this is this his mugshot? Or is this just some other photo of him? What on the uh, wikia? On the wikia, because look, look at look at the look on his face. He looks like uh, he he almost looks like like a little kid. How a little kid looks, but just like an adult. Yeah, like he's yeah. got like a like the kid did something bad. You know, and has that smirk on his face, like, oh, yeah, well, I did well, it. Well, like, even how his like face Oops. looks, he doesn't look like he looks like yeah. a, a like a kid. He looks like all chin. Yeah, his face is all chin. Yeah, he has a very, uh, very large. Uh, his mouth is yeah. I don't know. He's, he, I don't know, dude. He looks like your typical white guy from the seventies. I don't know. <laughs> like when you think of a white guy from the seventies, just th- this, that's how this guy looks. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's just, the, it's just the look on his face. Is, is he smirking? Is it just his mustache? I don't, I don't, I, I think because if he's smirking at his mugshot, like yeah, I did it. You know, what are you gonna do? Um, but I think this is, this is probably a mugshot from some other offense because uh, I think he ultimately, I, he wasn't caught at this point. Uh oh, actually no. Uh, he was uh arrested in 1980, so that probably is his mugshot. So anyway, um, put on the ski mask. Allen said that once they pulled up to the other car, Clay fired once, killing Walter Scott. Clay then told Allen to pull over. Clay ran to the car and fired the remaining shots at Eugene Bailey. Afterwards, Clay took the guns used in the shooting and gave them to his brother Ray. A week after the shooting, Ray returned to Allen and gave him the guns, which he then dumped in the river. Uh, Allen's story was further corroborated when investigators determined that the appointment book dropped at the murder scene belonged to Clay's girlfriend. The girlfriend said that he was supposed to go on to he was supposed to go to a concert with her that night, uh, but he never showed up. Uh, I wonder what that concert was. Garth Brooks. Back then. In 1980? Oh, yeah, no. Conway. Or in the 70s? 
in the late seventies. Um, Allen testified against the Taylor brothers, received 15 years probation and died in 1981 of natural causes. Ray Taylor was convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison. However, his conviction was later overturned. He pleaded guilty to second degree murder and was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Eugene Bailey, the intended victim, died in 1983. However, Clay Taylor, the alleged trigger man, for being arrested in 1980, vanished while out on bail and is still at large. Now, although not mentioned in the segment, Ray was also charged with the 1967 murder of his wife, Marilee. She drowned in South Carolina in what was originally ruled an accident. The outcome of that trial is not known. So, Clay was captured. He was captured in 1991. Uh, Ray Taylor was released on parole in July of 2016. Uh, the, uh, actually, yeah, that's when Ray Taylor was released on parole. But in July of 2016, the FBI learned from an Unsolved Mysteries viewer that Clay Taylor was married and living in Reedsville, North Carolina. So, this was an update in 2016. Oh, wow. I'm so, I'm, yeah. I'm so glad people stay on top of this shit on this Wikia page. So he was married and living in Reedsville, North Carolina, under the assumed name J. Emmett Mannion. He was arrested on July 28th. When brought into custody, he denied that he was Taylor. Uh, so in July of 2016, that must mean that when did the when did the reenact when did the Amazon series, you know, the version premiere? Was that sometime in 2016? Um. Shit, we covered it on our damn podcast. But this, this, but this actually, this was a segment that wasn't featured in Amazon. So it must have been somebody who was just some diehard Unsolved Mysteries fan who had uh, VHS tape recordings of the show and watched them religiously, and then was like, "That's that's Clay Taylor. I know exactly who that <laughs> guy is. I've seen that episode fifty times. <laughs> Probably more than that." Over a hundred times. Like, how many times have you watched that box set? Oh, my God. Segments on that box set. Jesus Christ. The amount... Yeah, like... Hundreds. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially right? given that, you know, for a while we were in the Unsolved Mysteries desert there, and, like, the only way I had to listen to Unsolved Mysteries... The only way I had to watch Unsolved Mysteries, yeah. yeah. was that, that box set. You know, which they... You know, thankfully there's, like, what, fucking 25 CDs in there? Or DVDs? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, a good bit of material, but even still, it's like Jesus Christ, you know. You can you can only watch um, you know, the Marie Hilly case so many times. Was that even featured on that? Yep. Oh, the Bizarre Murders. Yep. Uh so he was then arrested on July 28th when brought into custody. He denied that he was Taylor, however, fingerprints confirmed his identity. In January 2018, he went on trial for Walter's murder. The jury convicted convicted him of second-degree murder. In March, he was sentenced to life in prison. In April, his brother Ray was arrested and charged with helping him hide from authorities. And he's got a new mugshot here, and he, he looks hungover. Looks like he had one last... Uh, Day of uh, drinking before he uh, was uh, arrested and sentenced uh, to uh, life in prison. Well, I hope he rots in hell. 
and in that person. guy likes to tr- uh, to to, uh, to to kill people. Seems to be a hobby yeah. of his. Yeah. What a bastard. Asshole. Head. <laughs> Excuse me. I guess you're Jeez. allergic. You're allergic to pricks like Clay Taylor, yeah. apparently. It's true. All right. Wouldn't that wouldn't that suck? Like if you were actually legitimately allergic to like shitty people. No, I think that'd be like any time awesome. you're around, you could like f- that would, figure it yeah, out. That'd be awesome. Yeah, you could figure yeah. it out real easily. Like who sucks? <laughs> just be hanging out. You know, you'd have a blind date, and then you just start sneezing. I'm like, all right. Like, oh, sorry. you're gonna emotionally manipulate me, aren't you? Well, I did sneeze, so I you, you can't you can't really lie because it's kind of a weird superpower I have. I know uh, if given the choice between like being able to run through walls or be allergic to bad people, I would have chosen the first one. But here I am. I mean, my brother got you know he got even more screwed over his mutant powers being able to turn his kneecaps into tinfoil, so he. Uh, he 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 really got <laughs> fucked over on the crappy. What really is the worst superpower? Um. Well, I remember watching X Men back in the day, and there was the guy who uh, could turn into a trash can. <laughs> I don't remember that episode. There was a guy who could turn yeah, into a trash can uh, on 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 the animated uh-huh, series. Yeah, it wow. was um. The, there was some kind of mutant hunting force out. And um, some of the mutants, because, you know, they would have in the show, they would just I feel like they would just have mutants. My guess, my guess, it's it's it might be a character who could like chameleon. He could change it. To yeah, things. maybe he could change it to anything and in, in, anything in and then you just change it to the trash yeah. can. Because there was a woman and a man and the woman ble- like morphed like she blended into the wall like and the guy turned into a trash can. It was like in a that sounds like alley. the fucking Wonder Twins. No, it wasn't. That's what it sounds like, you know, like one can turn into like the Wonder Twins and Super Friends. That goes pretty lame. Like I, I could turn into a pail of water, you know, or a sponge. And then the, the, I think it was the other, the other twin could like do something that was way better and like way more, uh, uh, useful. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't have anything else to say about the scumbag Clay Taylor. Um, Seems like a pretty uh, cut and dry case, um, but it it was. Uh, I, I thought you know there there was some nice vintage unsolved mysteries atmosphere. Uh, there was some fun with the guy who was playing uh, uh, the the particular character uh, who was talking about how uh, his girlfriend was a was a wacko. All right, let's bag her up, Mike. Let's bag her up. Uh, let's bag it bag up. Bag her up. Let's bag her up and take her to the take her to the dump. Bag her up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, bag her up. Tie off the bag. Throw the bag in the back of the truck, and let's take her down to the dump, to the dump, to the it, dump, dump, dump. Is that what you do when you go? Have you been? Have you been going to the dump? I lately? just say, I just, oh, hey man, I'll tell you what. If I ever I run into a problem with the old lady, I just say, bag her up. You know, I want that to be our new catchphrase for the podcast. <laughs> bag her up. Not not wrap it up. Bag yeah, her ba- up. B a g hyphen E-R-U-P. Bag her up. All right. And it's just it's whatever you say when anything's going too long or you're tired of some situation. 
All right, Mike, let's bag her up. Wouldn't that be bad? Wouldn't that really be back it no, up well, in that instance? No, because uh, in in the South, every uh, every inanimate object, uh, if it gets a nickname, it's always uh, uh, the feminine. It's like, for instance, if you oh, name okay. a guitar, it's always a, a female's name. If you name your car, it's always mm-hmm. a female's name. Uh, you know, they'll like the they'll, they'll. I'm surprised nobody's come out and said, you know, that's 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 a. Uh, Oh, I'm sure they have. I'm sure. No, I'm. I'm absolutely. I'm absolutely sure that that has happened. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) We need to do something about uh, how sexist. Why can't uh, you give your guitar a gender-neutral name like, uh, (laughs) like Danny or 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 Sam? Why does it have to be? Why does it have to be a female name? I could just call my guitar a bitch. Like yeah, this. I think that means that would that signals to me that it is time to end the podcast. Uh, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the four year anniversary. Uh, I don't see us going anywhere anytime soon. We have a listener base, so like I said, if we have to start talking about you know Mike's toe for a whole podcast, we can do that. Uh, <laughs> if we want to talk about the possums, we're just bringing up some. You know, let's bring up all the fucking references: Mike Morris, Moon Pie Face, Mike's toe, possums. <laughs> Skeptic whistle. Uh, okay, what else do we got? Turkey sandwiches. Um, I don't know. What What are the other what old references from my... Josh plugging his band. Have Dancing with Ghosts. Make sure you check out Dancing with Ghosts. <laughs> Fucking um, movie uh, references. Uh, John, John, uh, John uh, and Terry suing us. Uh, yeah. Fucking... Movie references to films, Josh. Movie references to films that I've never seen. Me only seeing two films in my entire life. Um, Dad jokes. I think that Josh being hungry, being hungry or hung up or. But at this point, at this point, it's with the things are reversed. I am hungry. I'm so hungry to the point my stomach is screaming right now. I I strategically (laughs) planned these podcasts the last few weeks to where I've already eaten, and I think for you it's before you've eaten. Because maybe well, I ate, I actually ate a bunch of snacks before this, but it's not enough. Hmm. I see. You know, a, a few bites of potato chips from Australia, and that's not enough for for lunch. True. All right, guys. Well, that's the podcast for this week. You join a Facebook group. Go to Facebook and uh, go to the search and type in "Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries." Go to groups, and you'll find us. It's a great group. But a lot of loving people. A lot of new people are in the group now, so hopefully they're not dicks. They're probably cool. Um. If you want to donate to us on Patreon, you'll get the episode early sometimes. I say sometimes because, you know, life happens. I mean, really, it's you're just supporting us at that point, and sometimes you get it early. You can also make requests on there for episodes you might want us to cover in the future. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries. If you want to look up me and Mike on YouTube, maybe you want us a little bit separately. Maybe you like Mike a little more, and you, you my, my voice is annoying to you, and it makes you want to circumcise yourself with a spoon which was a comment that was uh, left about me one time in my voice. Uh, you can find Mike's YouTube channel by going to youtube.com slash OCP communications. He's a movie guy. He talks about movies mainly, but I think he's going to do a taste testing video soon. What was the last video you did, Mike? Uh, last video I did, I uploaded a review of Memoirs of an Invisible Man with Chevy Chase, directed by John Carpenter. Is this, is this fat Chevy old Chase? man Chevy Chase or young... No, young Chevy Chase in the young 90s, punky. where he plays a uh, 
uh, a uh, hapless business executive who winds up being turned invisible. What, ha- what happened to Chevy um, Chase? He 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 had so much, like he was so likable. He was such a similar to what happened with Charlie Sheen or Val Kilmer, some of these other actors who got work. Uh, he became known around the industry as uh, honestly an asshole. People didn't want to work with him. Uh, he also started to get uh, films that bombed and didn't do very well financially. He got older, so that he didn't really have the same sort of, uh, I, I guess, appearance for leading leading man. God, he he, and, he aged uh, I, awful. Yeah, he was a very irascible personality anyway. But I think as he got older, it just got even more irascible, and people were just like not they weren't really wanting to put up with it what anymore. The fuck does the box office mean? receipts? Uh, uh, disagree, you know, kind of a, it's, it's, it's a word for, uh, irritating or aggravating. Where did you learn that word? You know, the kind of, oh, I've, I've seen it before. Irascible. In, in, in writing. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I want you to start, you better stay away from them damn high learning institutes. You're getting, you're using a little too many of them $5 words around me. And, And you think, if you think you're smarter than me. Can you kick my ass? That's my only question. Because <laughs> I bet you can't. I bet you ain't never stuck a pitchfork in a bale of hay in your entire life, Mike. I've actually baled hay before. Which is funny, because I haven't. But I have shucked corn, <laughs> though. And I've fucked corn, too. The band? Nope, just a corn cob. <laughs> anyway, that that was weird. All right, so that was um, that's Mike's YouTube channel. If you want to find me on YouTube, I am youtube.com slash dancing with ghosts. And um, that is also the name of my band. The last video I did was the super creepy Daft Punk music video. You mean super awesome music video? I mean, I, I thought it was pretty good, but uh, it, it was it was the forgotten, it was the the creepy music video that Daft Punk wants you to forget about. It came out in the mid-2000s, way before their hugely successful Random Access Memories album came out, and uh, this was a low point in Daft Punk's career. Uh, the album Human After All was an overall flop, critically, and they released a music video for the song Prime Time of Your Life. And let's just say it's very disturbing. And you're going to look at this video and go, this is a Daft Punk song and video. And I cover mm-hmm. that. And uh, I, I honestly tried to make it the video as spooky as possible. Yeah, I, sh- I if- shot it differently with the lighting. I added like... Yeah, and I think you did a really good job with the filters and Thank everything you. On, on that. Yeah, I'm experimenting with like shit, you know, I'm just trying to like, for instance, if I want to talk about something and I just throw like a still image on the screen, I'm experimenting with like adding effects to the picture to where it moves Mm -hmm. or, you know, I just feel it gives it like a more premium kind of feel rather than just slapping a JPEG on on screen. But I I will say if you like uh, horror, if you like body horror, especially like David Cronenberg, uh, you'll like that Daft Punk music video. I believe it was, like you said, it was directed by Tony yeah. Gardner. I, I'm wondering if that's the same Tony Gardner who did a bunch of effects. I think it, it, pro- it probably, probably is. Probably. He might have even worked on the effects for the music video. Yeah, that was a really cool uh, um, uh, factoid, you know, when you dropped that in the comments. I, I, yeah. I, of course, movie, yeah, movie worked on nerd. Dark Man and, and uh, the Blob remake and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I love the music video, but I like horror films, so... 
I can see why people who were just into Daft Punk beforehand and all of that. I mean, the previous video you sh- you, you showed in that like a little clip, the the robot thing, that's creepy too. That looks like it's a it's a it's a skin Chucky doll to me. Like it looks like it, it's a skin Chucky. I'm wondering if it was. I'm wondering if that was like a skinned animatronic Chucky doll. Are you ta- uh, are you're talking about their used. video for Technologic. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they uh, might have been something If you actually watch the music like video, it's it's it, it, it's smaller than a Chucky doll. Chuck- oh, it is? Yeah, it's like this chick robot thing on top of this pyramid. Oh, She's okay. the, the whole buy it, use it, break it, fix it, fuck it, now update it, update it. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, so I did a video on that, and uh, I do videos on like other shit that's uh, entertaining, so go and do that. So anyway, until fucking next time. Oh, I feel like I've, I feel like overall we swear less than we used to. Uh, even though I just like <laughs> sweared for no reason. I do feel like the swearing has gone down a little bit. Um, I think in the early days we we sweared a lot just for the sake of swearing, and I think I think we've dialed it back a little bit, which was a, a complaint yeah. that we uh, people had in the beginning. Yeah. But you know, whatever, fuck them. Um, all right, so until next time, <laughs> have a good rest of your night, everybody. Thank you for sticking around for four years. Woo! Bye. Yes. Woo! See ya. Now it's time for me to play you a new song from my band, Dancing with Ghosts. If you like the song, check us out on Spotify and like us on Facebook. Thank you very much. When can I see you? I can show you a really good time. When are you free again? Tell me why do you never Making it perfectly clear Don't you dare deny me I just want you to leave me alone